So week one, if you don't know, it was Jesus as the prophet, fulfilled the role as a prophet, which is Christ through us, all right? I'm sorry, Christ, uh, yeah, through us. And then the priest was for us, which Pastor Gus preached last week. And this week is Christ the King over us. Somebody say over us. Over us. All right, so I want to talk to you about Christ the King. Now, when I, I got to tell you, this is one of the most difficult sermons that I've ever put together, and it's the simplest. Like, you know, um, Christ is King, right? The, the, the three wise men, lower me down a little bit, the three wise men uh, pursued Christ, and one of them brought them a gift only fit for a king. Anybody know what the gift was? Gold. Gold. Gold was the most precious metal at the time. They didn't know nothing about platinum yet. And gold was the most precious metal at the time. And when you go visit a king, you would bring him gold because that's, that's the only gift fit for a king. And so the wise men knew that, and they brought him. And I don't want to mess up next week's sermon, um, but they brought him three gifts. One of them was fit for a king, gold. All right? Um, if you know the scriptures, we're going to read in, in, uh, in a moment, we're going to read a, a portion of scripture. And John, he has a discussion with Pilate. It's an interesting discussion. That's going to be what I'm going to preach out of. I got a couple of questions for you. Um, anybody during this election, and you, you can just be honest, it's okay, we're in New York, so we already know. Anyone got really messed up behind uh, what happened at the election? You know, raise your hand if you got messed up. All right, that's good. All right, nobody, only y'all six? That's good. All right, the, the rest of y'all need counseling. Amen. Okay. Um, so, so anyway, a lot of people got messed up during the, the election time, and a lot of people posted this thing. We don't got it for you, but you, I'm sure you've seen it. Many people in different flavors said, it doesn't matter who's president because Christ is king. Any, how many people saw that? You saw that? Okay. All right. Now, that's a very profound statement. It is biblically true, right? As we're going to talk about, um, you hear in the Bible, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, they're shared, you know, uh, uh, um, throughout the scriptures and all the gospels. And Christ's kingdom, there's a present kingdom, which is now. And there's a coming kingdom, but he will reign, which I don't want to get too much into it, but your pre-millennium or post-millennium will, will give you a big, uh, and you can learn that in a, in a course that we have here called Urbacat. We have Christian education at Arhau Brooklyn, all of our house. And if you want to know about pre-millennium, post-millennium, pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, I prefer uh, pre-trib, but, you know, I don't teach the class. And um, so you can take one of the classes, amen? Why don't you stand for the reading of God's word? This is found in John chapter 18, verses 28 through 40. I'll read it to you, and we'll get into it. Then the Jewish leaders took Jesus from Sapphias to the palace of the Roman governor. By now it was early morning to avoid ceremonial uncleanliness. They did not enter the palace because they wanted to be able to eat the Passover. So Pilate came out to them and asked, what charges are you bringing against this man? If he were not a criminal, they replied, we would not have handed him over to you. Pilate said, take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. But we have no right to execute anyone, they objected. This took place to fulfill what Jesus had said about the kind of death he was going to die. Verse 33. Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus, and asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea, Jesus asked, or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate replied, your own people and chief priests handed you over to me. What is, it that you, what is it you have done? Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest. 
by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth, retorted Pilate. With this, he went out against to the, again to the Jews, gathered there, and said, I find no basis for a charge against him. But it is your custom for me to release to you one prisoner at the time of the Passover. Do you want me to release the king of the Jews? They shouted back, no, not him. Give us Barabbas. Now Barabbas had taken part in an uprising. You may be seated. May God bless the reading of his word. Okay. I, I, I want to I share with you a couple of things real quick, right? Because uh, I got to, this is, you should, you know, this is pretty basic stuff. You know, there's two kingdoms. Somebody say two kingdoms. All right. Pilate was in the Roman Empire. He was addressing the law at the time. He was trying to find basis to charge Jesus. He could find none. The Jews, I wish I could mess around with this. The Jews' response, the reason why they didn't want to deal with Jesus himself is because they, could, they couldn't execute him with their own power. They needed Roman power. They needed the law. They needed the kingdom of man in order to fulfill what they had in their hearts, which to kill Jesus, right? Execute him was what they wanted to do. So there's two kingdoms, right? And you got to understand this. If, if you're going to be a victorious Christian, I mean, if you're going to be a Christian that comes to church and be miserable and your children get lost and you're depressed and you're not bipolar, you're tripolar and you're all twisted and tall from the neck up, right? If you're going to be one of those Christians, then you're not going to understand that there's two kingdoms. And you got to choose what kingdom are you going to serve under. Real simple. Are you going to be a servant, right? Or are you going to be a slave? That, that's basically what we're talking about here. Because you can be a servant here today. You can make a power move and choose. Listen, I don't, I, I've been, I, you, this, this is the recovery house of worship. We know what slavery is all about. A lot of us, we might not look like it, but come out of addiction, right? For the afflicted, there's an anointing. Our king has an anointing. There's a bomb in Gilead that can heal the, the diseases, right? And so it's really important to understand that we've come from slavery, a lot of us. Now, you might not be a drug addict, but you might be an addict to money. You might be an addict to sex, an addict to love. You might be and be like the Pharisees or the Jewish leaders that wanted Jesus executed, and you might be addicted to religion. Huh? A lot of times people come out of slavery from something terrible and, and, and horrendous, and then they become a slave to religion. The devil ties them and binds them all over again. All right? If there's two kingdoms here. All right, the religious leaders are functioning in one kingdom. Get that. The religious leaders are functioning under one kingdom, they're going to the Roman leaders. They understand that the Roman, they're, they're looking for the Roman authority to fulfill what they have in their hearts, which is obviously in verse 40, they want to execute Jesus, right? They say, give us Barabbas, all right? A lot of, just real quick, a lot of Christians are like that. It's crazy. They come, they just got towed up from the floor, right? The devil had them wearing a, a wig and, and makeup, you know? Makeup wasn't even pretty. And I'm not even talking about the woman. All right? I'm just saying, right? This is the recovery house of worship. They were, they were messed up. They were defeated. They, they were in bondage. They were slaves, right? And then they come into the house of God. They, they understand that there's a king and a kingdom. There's one that has dominion. There's one that has authority. All power, all authority has been given over to the one. And all you got to do is, is surrender your, your addiction, surrender your destructive self-will, surrender your crazy ideas that never worked out for you, surrender your, 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 your addiction to lust when you call it love, 
Surrender, surrender, surrender. Your stuff, your will, your ideas have broken you, left you messed up, even if you're religious. You can be very religious but unfulfilled. That's why you're so focused on other people. Because if you just focus on Jesus, what other people do, it wouldn't really would affect you. But that's a different sermon. Okay, check it out. I'm just saying. There's, there's two, but, but there's two kingdoms. And, and, and let me tell you that it's possible to be living under one kingdom, to be delivered and set free, choose, allow Christ to have domain, domain over your life, reign in your life, come over to Christ's kingdom, not appreciate what God has done in your life, not appreciate the price you have to pay, and go back to the kingdom of darkness. It's possible while you're acting like you're in the kingdom of light. First John tells us that. So, so there's two kingdoms. There's one kingdom. And so there's, now let me break it down. So there's, Jesus said, my kingdom is what? Not of this world. My kingdom is not of this world. Now we know, we, we're told that even though we're in the world, we're not of the world. Right? We're, even though we're in the world, we're not of the world. Okay, this sermon is Jesus is the king, part three, Christ over us. And, and let me tell you, I, I came here today to explain to you that if Christ is not over you, then the devil's not under you. All right? If Christ is not over you, then the, devil, then the devil's not under your feet. The devil's not defeated. In fact, that he's the God of this age, the God of this world, which is important to us and why Christ is king, because Christ has the devil as a puppet on the street. Even the tax of the devil, even the schemes of the devil, even when the devil convinces you or me to sin, even when the devil causes catastrophes, the Bible says that the king of, the king of kings, the Lord, that he works all things out for the good of those who love him and according to his righteousness. So, so the devil, even the devil is a, is a puppet on the string for Christ the king. Are you understand what I'm saying to you? That rhyme, by the way, but I'm speaking very fast. Okay, I'm just letting you know. All right, I said even the devil is a puppet on the string for Christ the king. All right, that's Twitterable. All right, anyway, okay, so there's two kingdoms, right? There's, now, now, listen, if you're a Christian, so many Christians get caught up and lost in the temporal. The temporal, what's the temporal? Mowing your lawn is temporal. Doing your laundry is temporal. The Giants beat the Cowboys on Sunday, right? But I still have to go to work on Monday. Where's my sponsor? He's not here for this. All right, all right, yes. The Cowboys fans here, I'm sorry to hear that. We're going to pray for you after this service, all right? Okay. All right. Okay. So, so anyway, my, my point is this temporal things. You know, you could be, I'm a Mets fan, but that's temporal. You understand? Uh, I like Jordans. That's temporal. You know, I, I like, so what I'm saying is that there's the kingdom of God, which is, which is eternal, and then there's the kingdom of this world that is temporal. And so many people that have posted, I don't care who's president, Christ is king, are stuck in the temporal kingdom of this world. You understand what I'm saying to you? And so, so it's important that if Christ is king, I mean, I don't know. Uh, uh, when you think about the, the, the Christ being king, you got law versus love, right? You got the law, the rules, right? The pharisaical system, you got the law, and then you got the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the kingdom of love, Right? Kingdom of love. He came, he's love. Uh, you got love versus law. You have uh, uh, power versus uh, peace, right? Th th this world is so consumed with power. Everybody wants power. Even Christians are looking to do for positions not to serve but to have power. A power that actually will get them drunk because the power doesn't fulfill. Even in ministry, success can be intoxicating. So there's power over peace, which, you know, there's two kingdoms here. And then there's another aspect of it where you got either the treachery of the enemy or the truth of God's word. 
Anybody here in recovery? You ever look up the word treacherous? Pretty interesting word. All right? Where I come from, they say that the enemy is cunning, baffling, and insidious, treacherous. Right? Treacherous. So you can have the truth of God's word, or you can have the treachery of the enemy. So, so, there, so there's two kingdoms. You understand? There's two kingdoms here. And so uh, I, I want to give you a couple of ideas. Now, Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. This is pretty basic stuff. Now, I want you to understand it, though. When there was a storm, right? There was a storm. The disciples were in a storm. Jesus was sleeping, right? The storm comes. How many of those storms come? Right? This, uh, this year is going out. The next year is coming in. There's storms coming 2017. There's things that you're going to go through that you don't want to go through, you didn't expect to go through. You didn't even put a down payment on those things, but you're going to go through them. And Jesus has dominion over what? The storms, right? He calmed the storms, right? There's people who are hungry and starving, and they don't have no food to eat. And Jesus is the king of kings and Lord of lords, and he multiplies the, the you know, fish and chips. Maybe they was in London, right? The fish and chips. And, and, and he had dominion over that circumstance where he gave people food to eat. There, there, was, there was demons. There's demons. Listen to me, very important. There was demons that were, were, were possessed this man. And Jesus came across this man, right? And, and the demons were, were making this man do all types of stuff. I don't know if you've ever seen somebody or experienced when demons make you do all types of stuff. I don't know if we got any cutters here. You don't got to raise your hand, right? Any self-mutilators, any, anybody here who suffered from self-loathing and self-loathing behaviors, and, and that, all this stuff is demonic. Is the, you know, addiction is, is, has, has a lot to do with the, with the God of this age where you, where you use just one and you, allow, you choose him to be your king now, the, the, the God of this age. Just one. You, 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 your vote is very powerful. You vote him in with just one, and then the God of his age takes control, and you, you know, you're, you're his slave, right? Now, there's the king of kings, and there's the God of his age. There's, there's, there's eternal, and, and there's what we call temporal. And so, we, so the whole sermon today, we want you to understand that Christ is above us, that Christ is king. Now, too many Christians come to church, right, and, and they're members of church, but, but Christ is not their king. So how do you know if Christ is someone's king? Now, just by definition, right? Just by definition, what is a king? Just by definition, right? A king is one that holds preeminent position, right? A king is one who rules. A king who has all authority over a person, society, a group of people, or, or, or land. Is Christ king in your life? I asked Bradley to come up because he's wrestling, and like many of us, wrestling with Christ's kingship. We all wrestle with Christ's kingship. Everybody, you, you heard this, everybody wants a savior. You're messed up, you're twisted, God cleanses your past, the blood of Jesus heals you, sets you free, but nobody wants to live like Jesus is king. The, the, we have a problem. And, and here's the thing that's important to understand. Leave here today and never come back knowing the truth. That if Christ is not your king, then your, your future has no promise. It's very important to understand. If Christ is not king, no, no, the, not church, not our house, not hanging out with Pastor Edwin, not quoting scriptures. Unless you are Christ's servant, you cannot have Christ's stuff. If you are not Christ's servant, that means you're the devil's slave. I, there's no in between. And, 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 and that's the There's holiness and there's compromise. There's your will and there's God's will. There's, and there's too many Christians want to live in the gray. There is no gray. The gray is where the devil does his best work. 
There's black and white, and depending how mature you are, there's red. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Right? So, so, so let me say a couple of things. I got, I got to get out the way in just 10 minutes. Check it out, all right? So let, let me give you uh, some scriptures. Don't put them, they're not going to put them on the screen. Let me read to you some scriptures real quick, all right? So you can get what I'm saying to you. So he says this in, 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 uh, in John. Look at what he says. He said he gets two descriptions. He says one. He says, my servants, right? Do you see that? He says, my servants. He tells Pilate, my servants would have, would have stopped you guys from arresting me. My servant. He says, my, somebody say servants. servants. All right? He says, my servants would have stopped, would have fight to prevent me, my arrest from the Jewish leaders. He said, if I were my servants, he said, if I was in this world. So Jesus has servants. Somebody say servants. servants. Okay. Anybody know what servants do? They serve. So let me ask you a very basic question. Simple thing. Do you serve here? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming after you. I'm, I'm, do you serve here? Okay? Because if you don't serve here, there's no condemnation. It's, we're good. You can take a commitment this week. Because, because Jesus said his servants. He said his servants. Now, if this is not your church, then serve in your church. But if you're not serving and you're just a spiritual shoplifter, right? I'm just just saying, if if you're still caught up with the the kingdom of this world and you're still a taker and a taker and a taker, and what more do we have to give, Pastor Gus? And what more can I get? And what more? If you're just a taker, then you might not be part of the kingdom of God. I'm just trying to help somebody. I, I, don't want, I don't want you to go to sleep one day for eternity, think that you're good, and wake up someplace you don't want to wake up. I, I don't, this church can't save you. This church cannot save you. There's one who can save you if you want to be saved. Right? There's a worldly song. I don't, know, I, I don't even know if I should say this. Not in this church. Right? I don't, I don't, man, help me Jesus. I don't know, I don't know the point of the song. So God, forgive my ignorance. But there's a song that says, don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. There's, There's people that they're so addicted to turmoil and suffering. I counsel people that, that if they, they, their boyfriends don't beat them, they don't feel loved. I, I counsel men. I'm just so, there's people that are so, today is your day to break the yoke of bondage. There's anointing for the afflicted. You understand? There's peace for those who are going through turmoil. There's a king that can set you, did you see the video? He is sovereign. He has all authority. He is your king. He is your God. And if you're willing to allow him to be over you, that means over your money. Oh, dag. Over your money. Check it out. Over your sex life. Over your sex life. Over your thought life. Over what you do. Over how you talk to people. Over how you drive. Over, I mean, there, there's one that if you want to to be king of your life, in his kingdom there's glory, in his kingdom there's blessings, in his kingdom there's peace, in his kingdom there's joy, in his kingdom there's happiness, in his kingdom there's victory. But here's a sad truth 
that you need to learn. You cannot serve two masters. You will serve one and hate the other. And if you haven't chosen yet, the devil will choose for you. Let me tell you what happens to people who haven't chosen Christ as king yet. They'll do things that they won't talk about. And I, I came to help somebody. They'll, they'll, they'll participate in some behavior over here. Right? There's some baby, they're doing something over here. They like it. Pastor, Pastor Gus preached the best sermon he ever preached in his life at the retreat. Right? In his life. I mean, there was anointing there. It was powerful. He's a great preacher. But at the, at the retreat, and he talked about pet sin. It's about the sin that you, that you, you know, that you stroke. And you give, you, you give, give your person some treats. You're the trick, and it's getting the treat. I'm just saying. And there's a pet sin. And here's what happens to Christians who haven't allowed Christ to be king in their lives. Their twisted morality, because we're, we're all twisted morally. I said at the retreat that everybody, and this is on video, everybody suffers from mental illness. Every pastor, every elder, every psychologist, Every president, every, 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 you know why we suffer from mental illness? Because of sin. You know where the devil attacks you? In your mind. Right? Okay. So now, a lot of people in this world, because they're in the kingdom of, 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 of this, they're in the kingdom of, of, of the Roman Empire, they're in the kingdom of this world, they're looking for, a, a, now listen, I'm not a doctor. You better be right with Jesus. Don't let the devil turn what I'm saying into something that's going to hurt you. There's people who haven't allowed Christ to be king in their lives, and they're seeking a, 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 a chemical solution for a spiritual problem. In the kingdom of God, when Christ is king, he affects and heals your heart, he touches your past, and heals your mind. He renews and restores. But, but listen, if you're not in the kingdom of God, then you're over here looking for a solution from man and from this world, and not getting a solution from God. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Okay. So now, they got this thing in their life, and their and the twisted morality, you know what twisted morality does? It begins to dictate your theology. Uh, you're not getting this. No, you got to wake up. You got to wake up. How you live will dictate to you what you believe. If what you believe doesn't dictate to you what you do. So, so one is going to, they say, either the Bible will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from the Bible. That has to do with, with Christ reigning. It has to do too many. Listen, here's the truth. A lot of people come to church because they want God's blessings. They want a love that lasts a lifetime. They want God to heal. They, 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 they were raped and molested, and they did 20 years in prison, and they, they, they got hard hearts. And they, if you can see their hearts, their hearts are black and blue and lacerated, and their parents didn't love them correctly, and they got issues. And they want God's stuff, but they don't want Christ to reign in their lives. Just because you post that Christ is king doesn't mean that Christ is king in your life. And so what happens is that either, you, either this world is going to dictate to you or, you're gonna, or, or your, your king is going to dictate to you. So I, I, I want to give you some scripture and I'm going to go, all right? My kingdom is not of this world, he says in John 18, all right? Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Jesus says, peace I give to you. Some of you guys need peace. 
You need peace. Your confusion is killing you. You know, turmoil is killing you. One day you're hot, one day you're not. One day you're saint, one day you ain't. You need the peace of God. The only way to get the peace of God, he's the prince of peace. It's to surrender to his reign. Allow him to be king of your life. Stop coming to church and start coming to Christ. You understand what I'm saying to you? Okay. Colossians 1.21 says, Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. Colossians 1.21, we got to accept that we have evil behavior. You got to accept, yo, you got evil behavior. I got evil. We got twisted. Our flesh wars against the spirit. You don't got to hide it here. You don't got to suffer in silence here. I appreciate Brian coming and saying, I'm struggling. He's not one of those Christians that are perfect. He really needs the blood of Jesus. You understand? And so, I, I, so there's the peace of God. You can have the peace of God or you can have the power of this world that leaves you un- empty and unfulfilled. Okay, I'm going to give you some more scripture. We're going to go. Matthew 6.24. i got to get out of here. Matthew 6.24. No one can serve two masters. Matthew 6.24. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve God and this world. Listen to me. Eventually... If you don't surrender, if you don't make a power move, the devil will take you out further than you want to go. We see it happen over and over and over again. Your flavor will come. That job will come. The devil knows your weaknesses. If Christ is not king, the devil will pervert your issues and use them to make you suffer. Christ got to be king so he can heal your heart and renew your mind. Christ has to be king. All right? Luke 16, 13 says the same thing. No one can serve two masters. Uh, you hurt, hate one or, or love and love the other. Romans 6, 16 says this. Don't you know that when you offer yourself to someone, listen to me. Romans 6, 16. Don't you know that when you offer yourself to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey. Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. You got to choose whose slave or servant you're going to be. I, I encourage you today, choose the Lord. We're not people that don't have experiences. The devil has already ravaged your life. You already know what it is to be a slave to Satan. Be a servant of the king. Last thing I'm going to tell you is this. Revelations 19.16 says this. 19.16. On his robe and on his thigh, he has this name written. Now, when I think about his robe, I know I'm not all that spiritual, but I think about somebody coming out to fight. I think about, I think about a robe. I think about fighting, either UFC or boxing. And on his thigh, it says, here's what, on Jesus' robe says, it says, King of kings and Lord of lords. That's on his thigh, on his robe. He's coming in, and when he, when he comes a second time, because he's coming back again, he's coming for his church without blemish, without sin. Now, you can't have your own righteousness. You've got to have the imputed righteousness of Christ. But you cannot have the imputed righteousness of Christ unless you make a decision with your will to surrender to Christ. And surrendering to Christ means something. A decision implies action. Too many people say a prayer and don't do nothing after the prayer and they think they're going to heaven. And let me be the one, the bearer of bad news. You are not going to heaven because you repeat a prayer. You go to heaven when your heart is rejuvenated, when you've been justified by faith, when the blood of Jesus cleanses all your sins away. And it's not done by a prayer. It's done by a decision of the heart, of the will. The prayer don't mean nothing. It's what happens after the prayer that means everything. Christ got to be king. Christ got to be king. Last one, Romans 1, 6. And this is, where we, this is what we want to be about. And Christ has, and has made us to be a kingdom 
and priests to serve his God. He's made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God. We have power inside of us. If, you, if, you're, if Jesus is your king, there's all types of things available to you. There's, there's stuff in the spiritual realm, stuff in the physical realm. There's an inheritance. There's a coming glory. There's a crown. Of, I mean, if Jesus is your king, let me tell you a personal testimony. People ask me all the time, I don't know how you do it. I've been serving the Lord for over 20 years straight, straight 20 years. I've had marital problems. My son's both been on drugs. You know, I've had, I've had issues. I got, I got, I'm not, I haven't been, I don't come from church. I, I need, I, I had faulty belief systems. I had to, I, I found out how deceitful my heart is that I don't love Jesus like I preach. I, you know, you know how it is to find out in your prayer closet, in my office, that you're preaching one way, but your heart is another way. Huh? I mean, I'm talking about me. And how, how I was faced with different scenarios and situations and, and, and things came at me and I had to choose who's going to be my king. Who's going to reign in your life? Who's going to sit on the throne of your heart now when your mother dies and your kid gets on drugs and your marriage is messed up and the ministry's not growing and you want to quit and you feel like, what, is Christ king when life is not good? If he's not, then you're destroyed. If he is, then he keeps you. So through, this is the real deal. That so, so you don't just choose Christ to be king once. Every day, sometimes ten times a day, I have to say, Christ, you're my king. Christ, things are not, I don't feel good, but you're my king. Christ, things are going bad, but you're my king. He's called us to be a kingdom and priest to serve him. He's called us to step out of our, our own kingdom and this whole situation of the world and come into his kingdom of God, his kingdom of love, and to preach forth his word and to serve those who are hurting. Too many people want to be part of his kingdom, but they're not letting go of their old ways. You've got to surrender. You have to let go. Are you with me? All right, I got five minutes. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm to get out of here. I'm going to get out of here, I promise. I got so much. All right, I'll share one more thing with you. We're going to go. The last, well, the other thing he says, you know, he said servants. One more thing and we're going to go. He says, you know, it, he says, is that your own idea? Jesus asked, you know, he says, my, my servants would have put it on your people because my people don't play. You see what my man Peter did to your guy? I had to fix that ear situation, right? <laughs> That's just an example. You just got a taste of what could have happened. He says, but I'm not, my kingdom is not from this world. He says something else. Look at what he says. This is very, very telling. Everyone on this side of the truth, on the side of the truth where Jesus is at, everyone on this side of the truth listens to me. He didn't say some. He says everyone who's on this, this side of the truth listens to me. And then Pilate says something very powerful. What is truth? What is truth? You know why it's important that you know the truth and that you listen to him? I'm going to give you two practical reasons. One is, if you don't know the truth, you can't be free. Right? Simple. If you don't know the truth, then you're, then you're running on your past, you're running on lies, you're running on what your aunt told you, you're running on some cynical, talk, you know, you're running on some book you read in jail, you're running on some misinformation. If you don't have the truth of God, then you have the misinformation of the devil. This is, right? so, so you need the truth so you can be free. The Bible says, then you shall know the truth. And what? And the truth shall set you free. So if you don't know the truth, then you're in slavery. You're in bondage. You're, you're not a servant. You're a slave. You're with me. The next thing he says, right, So uh, everyone inside. So the reason why you got to listen to the truth, because there's a lot of people in church. Now listen, question your, question your salvation. 
I believe in eternal security. I believe this church believes in eternal security. What that means is that if, somebody say if. If. If you are saved, if you've been rejuvenated, if you've been justified by faith, if you've been regenerated, if you've been bought by the price, by the blood of Jesus, if, if you are saved, if your name is in the land books of life, if you've actually accepted the Lord, you believe with your you confess with your heart and, and co- you believe with your heart, confess with your mouth that Christ is Lord. If you are saved, then there's nothing that can change that because you're not saved by works; you're saved by grace through faith. If you are saved, now my problem is that the Bible tells us that many people in church, there's many preachers, many teachers of God's word. Many drummers, many singers, many keyboard players, many elders, many pastors, many deacons, many uh, 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 food pantry servants. The, the Bible says that there's many people that think they're saved, but they're not. That's what the Bible says. He says, many shall say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not done what? Have we not prophesied? Have we not preached sermons? Have we not cast out demons? Have we not performed many miracles in your name? Because they have. There's power in the name of Jesus. It's, but he's going to tell them, depart from me. You that have inequity, for I never knew you. You was a great religious person, but you never knew me. You served with wrong motives. You did some stuff. You did, but you never knew me. So, so I, I want to give you an opportunity. So, so let me tell you something. When I say that, I don't wonder if I'm saved. I know I'm saved. I know what happened to me. I know what Jesus Christ did for me. I accepted it. There's evidence in my life. I struggle. I war again. There's a war going on inside of me. Right? I battle with the flesh. I battle with the, the world looks good sometimes. This is a real deal. That's why we need real testimonies. There's real attacks, real struggles. All right? I know that I know that I know that I'm saved. I know where, if I die on my way to the Bronx and preach, I know where I'm going. And not because I'm a good guy, a clean guy, a nice guy, a pure guy, because I'm none of those things. My claim to flame is the blood of Jesus. That's it. Nothing else. But do you know if you're saved? Is he king in your life? Does he have reign over your money? Does he reign over your thoughts? Does he have reign and dominion over how you treat people in the bad times, in the difficult times? Because if not, today, you need to get right with God. Today, you need to, listen, you need to say, God, I want to be your servant. I want, to be, I want you to be my king. I, want to, I don't just need a savior. I need someone to be Lord of my life. You are my master. I will serve you. I will serve you. And 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 I will stop serving me. I got to go. I got to go. So I got to go. I want to come back again. And, and you know, all right. Okay, so, so let's do this. We're going to close in a word of prayer. All right? Let's close in a word of prayer. Now, I, I don't know if you can do this, but I'm doing it with you. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it too. Every day we got to surrender. Every day, every, every situation. There's some, the devil comes. The world comes. Things happen. And you have to affirm and confirm that Christ is your king. Yeah. That no matter how you feel, or what you're going through, what you see, what you think, that Christ is my king. He sits on the throne of my heart. And no matter what I'm thinking or feeling, I make a commitment, God, to honor you and glorify you because my my purpose in your kingdom is to bring you glory and honor. Are you with me? So what what I'm going to do is I'm going to say a prayer. 
And I'm going to bow and hit my knees and say this prayer. You might not physically be capable. But if you're physically capable and you want to make this decision to allow Christ to be king of your life, to reign over your whole life, little by little, he'll show you what that means and he'll empower you. You don't got to do it in your own power. He'll empower. If you say yes, he empowers you. When you say yes, he empowers you. The more you say yes, the more power. Are you with me? So I'm going to give you an opportunity to allow Christ to be king, to make a commitment and a decision to pledge your allegiance that from this moment forward, no matter what's happened in the past, that from this moment forward, Christ is king in your life. No matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, he will reign and he will sit on the throne of your heart. And we'll find out in an hour or two if that's true in your life. Because you will be tested. Amen? Amen? Okay, bow your heads with me. And if you're physically capable and you want to surrender your life to Christ's kingship, I want you to hit your knees right in your chair, right where you're at, wherever you, whatever you want to do. If that's you, I encourage you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Father, help us not to just say a prayer today. God, allow something to shift in the spiritual realm, God. God, we've been serving King Money and King Lust, God. We've been serving King Power and King Control. And Father, many of us in recovery, we've been serving King Baby. King Baby, serving ourselves, God. Wanting what we want when we want it. So, Father, I pray that as we hit our knees, God, and we say this prayer to you, that it would be something which something would shift. Your power would just consume us, that your love would fill us, God, that, that we would exchange the way we see things from a kingdom perspective, from your kingdom, your principles, your biblical perspective, God, a kingdom perspective. So, Father, I, I sit on my, I, I lay on my knees, God, as a sign of surrender to you and reverence to you that you're my king. And many of us here are on our knees, and God, some of us can't get on our knees, but in our heart, we're on our knees. And we're going to give you this prayer, and we ask you that you would allow us by your power, your grace, and your mercy to live out this prayer, God. And all of God's people repeat after me that want to allow Christ to be king like never before. Say, King Jesus, you've paid a high price. You've walked this earth. You was tempted in every way, but yet you did not sin. He was falsely accused. They let a murderer go so that they can execute you. And you wanted to be executed, God, because you love me. You thought I was worth it. I ask you right now to do something special, something magnificent, something supernatural, something that's not based on emotions nor circumstances. But help me to allow you to be king of my life. I surrender all. My time, my treasures, my talents. I lay them at your feet. Do with me, do with those things as you choose. Wherever, whenever you give me orders and you empower me, I say yes now. Whatever you want me to do tomorrow, whatever you want me to do in March, whatever happens in August, I say yes to you now. You are my king. I yield. I ask you to reign over everything. You are Christ the king above me. Enable me by your grace, God, to crucify this flesh, purify this heart, saturate this mind. 
with your blood and enable me to serve you all the days of my life. I comprehend. Opposition is coming. Compromise will knock at my door. My flavor, my weakness, my issues will surface. But right now, Jesus, I ask you to reign over all of me, all of those things. And I'll give you all the glory and all the honor. Have your way in my life. This new year, you are my king. I am your servant. You love me. Help me to love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ right now, Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over every man, every woman, every child that was here today. God, I pray that it will be a reality that we will live in a way that would honor you and glorify you as our king, God. Father, we will not let emotions nor circumstances be what dictates our actions. Allow us, God, to be sensitive to your spirit's leading. Allow us, God, that you would hide your word in our hearts this next year. Enable us to pursue you like never before. God, enable us to allow you to be king over every area of our lives. God, we come against compartmentalizing our lives. We come against the cancer of sin. We ask you to move by your spirit in our lives that you would truly be king of all our lives, God. In the name of Jesus, supernatural power from on high. In the name of Jesus, Holy Ghost power. In the name of Jesus, there's power in the blood. In the name of Jesus, there's power in your name. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, have your way in our lives. You are Christ the King today and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said, Amen. Amen.